the sandwich. Hey, hey, it's the boys. It's the boys, hello. Hey, mate. Hey. You know what I mean? You're the happiest guy I've ever seen in a crack den. <laughs> hey. Dude, dude, you no. must be pretty chuffed about that. I'm very chuffed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of BLT live from our Airbnb slash crack den in Perth. Uh, we've got catfished yet again on Airbnb. <laughs> I feel like if you told me when I was when we were in year 10, Luke, and you said, hey, mate, one day you're going to be 27 and I'm going to be doing an arena tour and you're going to be working for me and we're going to be sleeping in crack dens in Perth. <laughs> I would say, God, where do I sign my life away? <laughs> because that's what I've done and it feels great to be here. Yeah, you know, it's so grim. Do you know what's so ironic before you say that? What? We're in a crack den and the sign yeah. that we're looking at right now says good things are coming. There's like a framed photo that just says good things are coming. Good thing meaning a fucking bullet in my head, hopefully. Yeah, I love that they don't have like really any furniture at all, but they do have positive affirmations on the wall. Oh, yeah. They, they haven't seen like a lawnmower in two years. The outside is legitimately overgrown. Um, Dude, if you walked through the backyard, I mean, this is to give you a visual description, listeners. If you open up the two sliding back doors, you step out on to maybe a, a meter of concrete and then it's a yard full of... The longest grass ever. Like you, it, that is the patch of grass that you would avoid in but Pokemon games because you don't want to run into fucking Gyarados or some shit out there. That would fuck you up. I guess the only perk is if you're like a movie buff, they did film the live action Tarzan out there, I believe. <laughs> so that's cool. Wait, do you know with that random dude who gets shirtless and has the huge rig? Yeah. Did you see that? No, but I just assumed there was a lot of jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I was honestly just hoping there was a live action yeah. Tarzan. Just to make just <laughs> so that joke kind of made That's sense. Just the, the fact that you made that reference, I just remember that movie being like a 90 minute thirst trap for Facebook mums. Like that's yeah. how it was advertised. Yeah, well, that's how it got on my radar, I guess. Isn't Margot <laughs> Robbie in it? Doesn't she play Jane or whatever? Oh, yeah, she is too. I totally forgot. See, I forgot that. Have yeah. you seen it? No. Okay. No, I, like, I got hay fever. Yeah, oh. oh, that's another thing. We looked at the reviews once we got here and they're all like, I couldn't be here for more than 48 hours. There was so much dust inside. <laughs> <laughs> so your allergies are flaring up because you're sitting on this couch, mate. Yeah, Again, cool. too, what this place looks like as well, it looks like it has not been, it's uninhabitable. It looks like a foreign planet. It looks like towards the end of Breaking Bad when Jesse Pinkman's house is just bare. There it, are paintings just on the floor. It's yeah, yeah, the paintings aren't even hung. They're on the floor. There are rooms with nothing in them where you're like, is this a living room? Is this a kitchen? Is this a dining room? Like, what was this meant it's, to be? It's kind of giving off uh, in American films when the dad is newly divorced and this is the apartment he has to move. This yeah. is a single dad house. This is a single dad house big time. I feel like I'm going to walk into the next room and Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are going to have a massive argument in the next room. Every day I wake up. <laughs> And I hope you're dead. And I hope you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, this is just really a sight. And, and, and the bit where we're recording this podcast, the only way I can describe it, because obviously this is an audio pod, it just, I feel like I'm sitting in like an Ikea display lounge room <laughs> and there's going to be yeah. like couples walking past just seeing if they want to purchase this couch as we're talking. Yeah, I mean, that would be all they'd be able to choose from because the couch is the only fucking thing in the room. 
<laughs> and the good things are coming sign. Yeah, but they've got like the internet modem like dangling, <laughs> balancing on a lamp. I can't, it's almost impossible to imagine purely through our description of how the internet modem is set up. Our ensuite doesn't even have a toilet. It's just a moldy shower with like, and there's no curtain. No. Well, mate, you know, don't talk too harshly. At least they went to the trouble of cleaning some of the blood off from when they murdered all those people in that shower. Because that's what it fucking looks like. <laughs> the lights in my room don't work. I've got no power. <laughs> yeah, Blake, there's no power in his room. Yeah. I didn't have any power either. And then um, Jack reset the power thing on the wall. Yeah. But that didn't work for Blake's room. Yeah, so. it didn't help my case whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, because whenever you plug something into a socket in this house, it short circuits the entire <laughs> power board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, see, okay. this is the sacrifices we make to bring comedy to the fine people of Australia. Dude, so, yes, to answer all your questions, so touring is glamorous. Can we just go through the house What's rules? What's the point of even having house rules if you don't supply, like, a house? No, pu- I'm not going to abide by these rules. You haven't even given us the first no, that's thing. That's not for us. That's a for, that is house rules for a house. We need den rules. <laughs> Is not a de- yeah. Please don't eat or drink in the bedrooms. As if it would fucking matter when <laughs> the people before us have clearly murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. Please don't rearrange the furniture. What furniture? <laughs> oh, we can't move this couch into the kitchen. Oh, dude, no. you put a cushion on the floor. Don't rearrange the fucking furniture. There's also dogs. like the house is full of wildlife. I've killed two mudflies in the yeah. house. They're massive. No illegal substances allowed on the premises. Well, oh well, what have you got on you? Uh, crayon twenty five thousand to help my digestive system, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, also, the previous inhabitants didn't abide by that rule either, because there's so much fucking evidence of just meth usage in in this awful little house. Yeah, there's holes in the walls outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. Feels good to be here. How did we spend a night in Kalgoorlie and somehow come here and have a worse time? Kalgoorlie was awesome. <laughs> I'm Actually, a big fan. It's underrated. It's always the places, I swear to God, I'm sick of everyone going, oh, you good luck in Kalgoorlie, man. Oh, yeah, you're fucked out there. You guys are going to have a rough time. Yeah. And you get there and everyone's super friendly. It's lovely. Like, I, I will admit there, yeah, we, we did go to a bar. I'm pretty sure the cops got called at one point. Yeah, yeah I need incident. to, this is, okay, so we're in Kalgoorlie, again, just to paint a picture for you guys. Every tour stop we've been to in WA, they'll all go, Oh, seen you going to Kalgoorlie, mate. Good luck, boys. You're going to have a fucking fun night. Good luck surviving that one, fellas. Nice knowing you. At every meet and greet in Esperance, everyone warned us about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like, Oh, yeah. Where else are you guys going? Oh, we're wrapping up in Kalgoorlie. Oh, Kalgoorlie. <laughs> You're going to be soon lost in the super pit, boys. But we get to Kalgoorlie and it was a little scary at first, but man, overall it was, oh dude, <laughs> Blake and I, we pull into Kalgoorlie, Blake and I go to the shops and we're like, oh, we're going to pop into, there's like a Kmart and an EB Games. And we're like, well, we're going to pop into the EB Games and we walk over to the EB Games and it's like, it's like, there's a sign on the door that says EB Games will be closed from 2 to 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. You have got to be the first person ever drive into Kalgoorlie and then immediately, guys, we have to check out the EB Games. <laughs> Hey, I'm a man who knows what he likes. <laughs> a super pit of virginity, I think. <laughs> yeah, and so we go to these EV games and there's a sign on the door. It says, oh, close from two to three. We check the time. It's 2.58 or whatever. So we're sitting there. We're like, we'll wait. And slowly a, a crowd begins to accrue. <laughs> crowd begins to accrue. <laughs> like and I are standing there. And, you know, our mother and son come over and a few other people come over. And then this 
bigger gentleman walks over in a singlet, khaki shorts and thongs with a piece of paper in his hand that looks a lot like a resume. And he starts going, oh, what the fuck? The fucking chumps closed in his fucking shit. I'm going to have to fucking wait. And when he's like having attention, he like turns around and I can see on his singlet he's got written. Um, it just says, it's a black singlet with big white text and it says, go to Bunnings, buy a bag of concrete and harden the fuck up. <laughs> no bleeping of the, of the swear word, just raw as it was. And I was like, God, if he's not instantly hired. Oh. You know, there's two crazy parts about that is one, like A, his confidence going into a job interview with a slur on his T-shirt <laughs> yeah. and yeah. B, how low the bar must be in Kalgoorlie where like he, no, he doesn't flag that as a problem. It's like, I hope he got the job. Yeah. no. Oh man, I think they were desperate for stuff. I mean, they were closing up for a, a rogue hour smoke for the gentleman that he, he dwelled about. It was a shard like, break, dude. Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. Anyway, yeah, like everywhere else in Australia has smoke Kalgoorlie has shard Where yeah. they just go out <laughs> the back. Yeah, yeah, going on shard Comes back and he's like, hello, sir. Nice to come and help you today. He's like, just I'm ready to shadow. go. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm a shadow. <laughs> the Kalgoorlie Chats cover band. No, it, was, um, it was actually pretty good though. While it was closed, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because me and Tyler were able to head to the to the Kmart right next door and have a little peruse through the, <laughs> the kids' clothing section to <laughs> purchase ourselves, in the least creepy way possible, purchase ourselves two uh, 16 kid-sized... Uh, <laughs> Fortnite t-shirts yeah. And it really crushed We we snuck them on And we put on our kid size Fortnite tees And back at the Airbnb We took our jackets off And everyone laughed hysterically I mean the boys Had never seen anything funnier In their lives Yeah I've never seen well. A more Medium reaction To <laughs> like A $32 prop gag uh, It was actually $9 a shirt right? And okay, Reese chuckled good. a little bit So thank you so much Anyway that's not the point The Kalgoorlie show was great and then we'd learned that the venue had organised uh, an after party for the Luke Kidgel show. And we were, we were kind of like, what is this after party going to be? Where is this going to be? Uh, there was a lot of questions being asked by the crew. We wrapped the show up and it was a great show, wasn't it, Luke? Dude, legitimately one of the most fun shows of the tour. Yeah. And like in, in such a respectful way, like there were loose units and this was the perfect crowd because they weren't like offended at anything. They were up there to have a good time, but also like weren't interrupting. No, they were speaking when spoken to and it was nothing but gold. You know what it is? People who live in Kalgoorlie by the most part are intelligent because most of them are just there for bulk cash for a few years, mm, especially yeah. young people on the mines and then just leaving. Yep. So like it's just a mining town. So yeah. It was good. good. We, we were a little bit trepidatious beforehand, though, because I just remember standing side stage and then the sound tech just gets a thing over the comms, just like, uh, there's been vomit in the foyer. Uh, can we get that cleaned up? And it was like 5.58. <laughs> Not even 6 p.m. Not even 6 p.m. yet. Yeah, anyway, it was a good yeah, show. Yeah, I met a guy at the pub after. The, oh, man, I got tickets to your show. I went, oh, thank you. He goes, couldn't go and I was like why not and he's like I rocked up I was too cooked brother they didn't let me in <laughs> he's like, and he was like this is like 1am so he's <laughs> hours later he's just kicked off yeah, and he's like oh man but next time dude I hopefully I'll get in 
Hopefully, like a situation out of his hands. And I was like, brother, if you didn't get lit into the... You were too cooked for the Kalgoorlie show. You, you wouldn't even like get lit on the street in the Sydney show. Dude, it was the worker from EB Games. He was like, bro, I had a late shadow today. I'm still fucking cooked off me rocker, man. Dude, late shadow sucks. Anyway, so the show wraps up. It was a great show. We're all feeling good. And then there was these whispers of this after party. And they were like, yeah, because it was at the Entertainment Centre, wasn't it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Arts Centre. Arts Centre. The Goldfields Arts Centre. Goldfields Arts Centre, which yep. was a not beautiful uh, beautiful institution. What an establishment it was. Big, beautiful theatre. And then at the front, we were kind of expecting like, what's this after party going to be? Dude, it was sick. They had a DJ bar set up. There was seating. There was milk crates to sit on. I mean, it was going off. The, the locals were loving it. It was pumping. We even got a few brewskis. We're mingling. We're having a good time. And, and you know, I'm, I'm with Reese and Jack. And I go, you know, we're having a few drinks. And then head home to bed and get up for a massive day of driving the next day. Sounds good to me. So we, we start wrapping up. And like I said, Jack's going, I can't wait to get home to bed. I'm feeling very tired. I said, yep, me too. We walk, start walking towards the van. And pretty much all the Kalgoorlians as well have been saying to us, Boys, you got to come out for a beer. What are you doing tonight? We're going to get drunk. What's going on? And we're all kind of going, ah, we're going to keep it low. We're going we're gonna to keep it low key. We start walking towards the van and Jack's like, all right, let's head home. Let's get something to eat and head home and go to bed. And Luke's like, oh, I kind of want to go check out the pub. Mate, like, I've heard what? I had so many grim things. I needed to see it for myself. Like there were locals. I was like, where's the best pub in town? And they went. Gold Bar, Exchange Hotel, I wouldn't recommend either. And I was like, I have to see what that is. You are a <laughs> goblin, man. You yes. are built different, bro. If people describe it, I'm just like a magnet to a shit vibe. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the most spot on way to describe your brain. Oh, I love it so Dude, much. So, so we're so in the van and, and and Luke goes, actually, kind of wouldn't mind going to the, the pub. We should go check it out. And Jack's going, What? Are you serious? It was like, it was, the way it was received in the car was just like, I was suggesting, I don't know, we should go to Mars or something right now. But like, no, I would have preferred to go to Mars, man. We would have at least fucking met some aliens or something. Oh. I mean, you got, must have gotten pretty close when you got to the gold bar, but... No, oh, man, I ascended to heaven as soon as we walked <laughs> in there. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then so then Jack's like, well, I can't leave you guys there, so I might come back and pick up Link. He goes, nah, we'll just get a taxi home. And Blake just being... A, the biggest tag alonger of all time. Yep. No, I, I no he was pretty keen. I think I'm the one. If I didn't say anything at the start when yeah. we were walking out of Hungry Jacks, I remember everyone got in the car, then me and Luke just looked at each other and I was like, should we go? Oh, you both fucking yeah. goblins. Oh, I was like, I got a whiff of something. Blake's like, what's that? And I was like, devious behavior, brother. Let's get yeah. amongst it. Yeah. Can I just say how cashed it? Because the one thing about Kalgoorlie that um, maybe some city slickers won't have the knowledge on is that all of their pubs are those pubs where uh, the bartenders are just in bikinis. That and is, that is every pub. You can't go to a And a it's called on. Skimpies. And is it's like the, wait, Skimpies, what? 11 a.m. every day till late. And that's it's like- the, That's the genre of bar. Yep. Yeah. Because one of the girls came up to me in the other bar and she was on her break, I think. she was. Well, no, well, actually, before you get into it, can you describe the night? I want like a walkthrough. I want to feel like I lived it because I went home to bed. I played some Nintendo and then I went to sleep. I want to walk through. I want to feel like I was there with you guys. Give okay. me like the best part. What game were you playing on Nintendo? Super Mario Wonder. It's, f it's fucking incredible. I feel like we would have seen an equal amount of people on shrooms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we walked in and we 
first trying to get into this Irish pub. Uh, the <laughs> owner Irish just pub. the uh, the owner just goes, uh, uh, not here unless you're closing the door. Good night. And then we were like, okay. What does that mean? They were closing. Oh. Right? Yeah. So we're like, oh god, why did we get out of the car? God, and we we're like almost gonna call you, like, come back, like, please don't leave us here. <laughs> And then these boys saved the night. They went, Oi, boys, you looking for somewhere to drink? And we're like, Yeah, I'm like, head over to the exchange. They're open to one fucking good vibe. <laughs> we're like, Oh, thank God. These heroes have saved So, what? Did no. they come with you? No, nah, they were just like, Dude, finishing they were just up some, at the pub. They were just like, They were like NPCs in a cutscene of a video game. I think they're at the show. I honestly think they were just like ghosts, and I didn't even <laughs> see them. <laughs> They were just like angels Ooh, that Lukey. saved you. He's not listening. Do something you'll recognize. Oh, mate. You're like, oh, fuck. All right. But then <laughs> we get your conscience. So we walk into the pub and we go up to the bar and it's just a lot of people from the show taking photos and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, we get there and this is how fucking cashed up these people are working in the pit. Yeah. This guy's just like, oh, mate. Your beer? And I was like, no, nah, mate, save your money. I'll, I'll, I'll get me home. And he's like, no, nah, fuck you, mate. And he's like, Oi, darling. <laughs> and Luke's just like, don't call her darling. And, he, <laughs> and then, and then the Look, g- as if I'm trying to like, for some reason, be the savior of misogyny in, <laughs> in a place that has lingerie bartenders. <laughs> Luke Kidgel dismantling societal issues yes. right there. In the absolutely picked the right place to do it as the girl who's like, just, yeah, yeah serving Girl's us. nipples falling out of her top, and mm. you're just like, whoa, whoa, hey, don't be calling her darling, all right, mate? It's, not, it's 2023, thank you. <laughs> so then uh, he, he, the, she comes over with the beers, and then, you know, it would have been, you know, maybe for those two beers, a bit less than $20. This guy throws a 50 at her, That's like throws it at her, and then she's like, goes to give him the change, and, she, and the bloke's just like, nah, fucking don't worry about it, love. <laughs> That, I saw that happen like three times. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Was he old, this guy? He was, uh, he, well, he's working in the mine, so he could have been like 15 or 48. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe the whole place is a lot of people cashed up with nothing to do with their money. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, there's course. nothing to spend it on, so they're just yeah. beer and that's it. And, the you know, we, we, we just get to the bar and immediately like – people on the other side of the bar. I felt like it was the first time it's almost ever happened to me, like in a movie where there's the bartender just gets two drinks and pulls it over and goes, this, he goes, this is Kurt. He goes, these are few boys. And when you go, oh, we didn't order that. And they go, no, from over there. And there's people on the other side of the bar like going, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like raising their drinks. Like, But it's not dude, like girls have bought us a drink. Just two dudes are like, <laughs> get it up, you boys. Dude, I cannot <laughs> imagine a bigger heaven for Luke Kidgel than an environment where his high-functioning alcoholism is enabled so freely. Oh, and can I tell you about the – I think the whole night I paid for one drink – because uh, this one dude, his name was Calden. He starts walking in. Cal- Calvin or Cal- Calden? Calden. <laughs> that's, that's not a real name. So Calden, Calden walks in. Calden. Yeah. And his parents spelled Calvin wrong. Yeah, and like Jaden, he put him in. Uh, I want to call him Jaden. I want to call him Calvin. Uh, I can just mash him together. Calden. Calden. So Calden walks in and he's, uh, I, I think he was at the show. Oh, yeah, he was at the show because he goes, fuck, boys, great show, mate. Yeah. Was this the guy with the steampunk goggles he on? Had steampunk <laughs> goggles on. And he, Dude, you guys are just interacting with NPCs in video games all night. You're collecting it, side quests everywhere you go. But it gets better. He, he get, had the sickest skin on, man. Yeah. <laughs> he unlocked like this. Yeah, it was Dude, cool. and his so, charisma so points just, were way up. So, like, fucking the band's playing Kings of Leon live and this guy is dancing like he's in a techno rave. Though, 
and he's dead and he's just like boys fucking love the show hey and we're like oh thanks man and he's like fucking can't remember any of it I was on acid the whole time <laughs> and then he's like oh Lukey you know when you said about bungee jumping and I went yeah and he goes I was gonna say something but I was too deep in the trip brother <laughs> And I was like, and I just go, that's some incredible self-awareness. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then what he's like, do you boys want some drinks? And we're like, nah, man, you get your drinks. He was like, we're like, we'll pay for them. And he's like, nah, fuck yes, I'll work here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, th- And then three people around us were like, yeah, that's Keldon. <laughs> Dude, Keldon sounds like a king. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then what happened next? So then so he was the most sober man in his workplace that day. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you just come back from Shadow. Dude, you're probably the most sober man in Kalgoorlie at that hour. Yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, we got uh, apparently it's a Kalgoorlie thing. I don't know if this is true, but there's a everyone was like, you need to try a mini beer. What's and a mini like, beer? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was my question exactly. Okay, yeah. And I was like, God, but I like beer, so <laughs> it's like a liqueur with like cream and froth on it. So it's like it's like a little shot, I guess, oh. but it looks like a beer. Oh, but it's not a beer. No. Okay. That but it did taste nice and I like the novelty of it. Liqueur I can't do, man. But yeah. I can't do liqueur. Dude, just everyone who came over, their story would just top the last person. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. I feel a bit almost weird just like racking these stories from these people, but I got to share them. No, you got to share them. It has to be done. I'm, I'm all ears, boys. One guy, I forget even why he was entered the conversation. I don't think he came to the show. I think he was just with someone who was at the table that we we're on. Yeah. He comes over and goes... You boys know what spud guns are? It's like, yeah, dude, I've uh, seen the novelty gift table at a surf dive ski before. <laughs> but continue, I'd like to hear your thoughts. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like the little potato guys. He's like, yeah, yeah, went out bush camping a couple of weeks ago. Um, me and the boys, we thought we'd, <laughs> he goes, we thought we'd uh, do his shit. <laughs> Do it shit. Oh, no. And line up the spud gun with the shot. Oh, no. He goes, we do, we do shit and put it in the spud gun. And I was like, how did that go? And he goes, yeah, so I shat in a Coles bag, right? Oh, I'm actually going to be sick. And he's right. like, he, he goes, we got a golf club. And I don't know, oh, dude, it didn't even make sense, his story. Because oh, in hindsight, I'm like, well, he goes, we started using the golf club to shove the shit in the spud gun. And how, I was like, how? oh, dude, I was like, logistically, I'm imagining like this guy, like, like floating up a rifle. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a musket. Like an old school musket <laughs> with a golf club. Just now, see here, boys, hold the Coles bag with the shot in it. <laughs> I'll grab the musket and the spud gun and I'll load it up. And he goes, it didn't go well. He goes, couldn't really get much shit in there. And he goes, and then I thought, oh, that's a waste of poo. <laughs> so then he goes, so we got the Coles bag, right? Hung it up. And then he goes, and then we started shooting it with the spud gun. And he goes, great time out, Bush. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's good. I'm like, I'm like a bit of recycling. He's like, yeah, you don't want to. He goes, he goes, <laughs> Like, I always say, you don't want to shit in a Coles bag for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's fucked up. I listened to the whole thing and went, I don't disagree with him. Dude. Imagine shitting in a Coles Dude. bag for no reason. Yeah. That's embarrassing. That is That's just truly evidence of the fact that if we had no technology and we were just bare bones and like it was just brick and mortar, you know, it was just whatever you could find around you to entertain yourself with. You would find a way to do fucking dumb shit with the boys. Yeah, you should like, guys should be grateful that you have this podcast listener. Because otherwise you'd be shitting in a Coles bag dude, right now. And now too, next time you guys go bush, I mean, I don't know if any of you will, but next time you go bush, you you too can shart in a Coles bag and use a spud gun to fling shit at people. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. There was another girl who came over with a, a Bunnings t-shirt. Oh, was it another Bunnings one? 
No, mm. it was just like maybe it was just another kind of T-shirt, and uh, it said on the back, uh, "I am built like a Mack truck." And I'm not gonna lie, the T-shirt didn't lie. Holy shit! I would have trusted this girl to get uh, Lightning McQueen to any piston cup <laughs> oh, around yeah. the country. <laughs> And she had so she was a sturdy unit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, l- lovely girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and she had like spaces in her ears. Oh, like yeah. um, yeah. like like the holes. So what they used to do, like in, hardcore bands used in to the do. earrings. Yeah. And then she had cigarettes through each ear oh. hole. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm double parked." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is Australia's fucking Moss Eisley Cantina, bro. <laughs> The, the sheer range and diversity of creatures in this place. So, so she messages me like, because uh, uh, we, we took a photo with her. Yeah. With just like the built like a Mack truck. So I was like, fuck, can you please send that to me on Instagram? So about four hours after that, I get a message and she was like, oh yeah. Because I remember her saying, she's like, I'll send you the photos, but just so you know it's me, I'll put in another message that says built like a Mack truck. And I was like, way to decode that Wait, for me, babe. Wouldn't- wouldn't you know that it's her from the photo? Yes, one hundred percent. But then she, so she sends the photos and she's off her face. So instead of sending me built like a Mack truck, she just goes three photos and built like a deep breath. <laughs> You're great. She starts telling me a story. She's like, "Yeah, this homeless bloke." She, I, I think she said, where was your last show? And I was like, Esperance. She goes, oh, I've been to Esperance. She goes, caught shrimp there. You know, I only went down because some homeless bloke here told me I couldn't catch shrimp in Esperance. And she's like, I'll fucking show him. So I drove six hours, right? She goes, I drove six hours, went to the beach that he told me I couldn't catch a shrimp at. And she goes, guess what? And I was like, what? She goes, I caught a shrimp. Caught and, then, a shrimp. and then she goes, so anyway, got this tattoo to spite him. And it says old reliable and it's like a tattoo of a shrimp. And she goes, that'll show him. And I was like, yeah, you really showed that homeless guy. What what conversation do you need to be in with a homeless man for it to get to the point where he's like, nah, you can't get a shrimp out of that beach in Esperance, all right? And you have to be like, yes, yes I can. And then she goes, anyway, and this is me dead rat. And I go, what's the story behind that one? She goes, nah, it's just a dead rat. As deep as a puddle. As deep as a puddle. That's good. I mean, like these stories just kept happening all night. Like we met the local barber and some were like, what's the craziest haircut? And she quickly got up a photo of like in the back of a guy's head, just shaving like glasses and a mustache, you know. That's pretty cool. It's like Like, art. Everyone just had a thing. Yeah. And everyone was so proud of their thing. Yeah. And we were like the two least interesting dudes in the pub by yeah. far. <laughs> and it was incredible. That is awesome. We also heard the N word twice okay. within the same 10 minute time span. <laughs> I was going to try and avoid that information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's still cool. You got to take the wins with the losses, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It was pretty grim. That's pretty funny. And what time did you guys get home? <laughs> like two, because we went to this one pub and then we saw like that there was a, someone tried to fight a bouncer on the other side of the road and all the cops came yeah. and we were like kind of watching out the window and I was like, we have to check out that place, dude. <laughs> like that <laughs> just seems like bottom of the barrel. So then we, once that place that we were in were closing, like the hit closing time, the music, and it's pretty grim actually when you're one of the last people in a pub in Kalgoorlie and, <laughs> and they're just kicking you out. And we go back on the street, we walk into the other one and after that, yeah, the night got pretty sad. 
It got pretty grim. Yeah. yeah. We probably just should have just called it after the first one. Yeah. yeah there, there was this dude who knew who Luke was, but wasn't too familiar with me. And he comes up and he's like, oh, Luke, like, hey, mate, how you going? And then he was like, hey, mate, what, what's your name, mate? And I go, oh, I'm Blake. And he's like, I'm Blake as well. He was oh, like, another Blake. He was like, who are you? Who, who are you? And I was like, oh, man, I'm. And he's like, yeah, mate, I'm big fan of all, all the boys, Luke, Frenchie, all of them, all right? What's your name? <laughs> I was like, I'm Blake. And he goes, Fuck, I'm Blake too. <laughs> and we went and it was like talking to my fucking grandma, just <laughs> regurgitating the same conversation every 30 yeah. seconds. And this then, guy was like 22 and had full blown dementia. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, ta- and then he's like, but this is how like, dumb Blake is. Blake got swindled by this man. Yeah, so what happened? So, no, we were kind of just, I didn't get swear. He was just there and I couldn't really escape. Because then, uh, like, I finished the last beer. You know when you just get to the point where you're like, I cannot ingest another sip of alcohol, otherwise yeah. I'm going to spew in- instantly? He was just like, mate, let me get you a beer. And I was like, oh, man, I'm okay. And it, it was just one of those, but you can't say no to because they just grab you. And you're like, go on, you cunt. I'll get you a beer. <laughs> and then in he a t- headlock and shit. And, yeah. and there's three bars in this place, like in three separate rooms. So he yeah. takes me to the first one, and he's like, no, mate, no, no, no. I'm like, what? And he's like, we're not going to this bar. <laughs> and I was like, well, where are we going? He's like, I'm taking you to where the tits are, mate. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then he pulls the same shit the guy did at the start, but like way louder. We're walking to this bar. We're about still not like 20 metres like from that bar. And he just goes, oi, darling. Darling, so I just I just haul ass to the toilet the other way, and as I'm pissing, I hear him come in, and this guy's like in a cubicle with the door open, pissing as well, and he just starts like shaking him, and he's obviously a random guy he's never met before, so these guys just like start kind of getting into it, not fighting, but they're like fucking don't fucking touch me, can't fucking fucking don't fucking do it, man. He's like, man, just fucking messing about, aren't I? So then I try to sneak out, and then uh, he comes back. And then he, he got me a beer and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want it. Because the reason he got me a beer was because he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, he sculled my beer. Oh. Yeah, that, that's how he got swindled. So Blake falls for the oldest trick in the book and he goes, Blake, the guy goes to Blake, hey, can I scull your beer and then I'll get you one? Oh. And then Blake goes, okay. So the guy skulls in the beer and then just doesn't buy him a drink for ages. Yeah. I was like, no, Blake, he, was, he just stole from you. No, he <laughs> was. drank your beer and you just took it like a bitch. But then it, I, started but going, it was, I started going off the guy. I'm like, you're a fucking scumbag. You owe him a beer. But, it, but it, was, it was two things. One, I'd gotten to that point where I was like, I don't want another beer. That's why I was trying to get away from you. Yeah, but him I was just mad at the principal. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I didn't want you to be Luke swindled was, yeah, by yeah. this guy in a Luke had been swindled by association and he wasn't calm with letting that fly by. Yeah, and Luke just goes, you're a fucking scumbag. Back. And I thought he was joking in his retort because he came back with, mate, fucking talk to me like that again, mate. I'll fucking rip your nipples off. And I just go, I don't even doubt that for a second. And I was like, I just can't be bothered to get in a fight in Kalgoorlie because I, like, I got punched in the face a couple of years ago in Darwin. And I've been trying to like just avoid that. In, a, in every regional town since. Yeah. And I just, I saw it happening again and I was like, this isn't worth it. Nah, and not I was at like, all. Blake, we should go. And we just walked away. <laughs> and that's how you came home. Yep. Oh, that is a magical evening. It's funny to think at that time, probably, you're, you're about to get your nipples ripped off and I'm just two kilometers away watching a YouTube documentary about The Undertaker's career. <laughs> 
So both of us would have had pretty stimulated nipples. <laughs> oh, by far the most rock hard nips of all time. Yeah, fuck, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, Calguli. You know, I mean, apart from a couple of things. But then, like that thing, I had so many conversations. Like that were obsessed. Always had some amazing conversations. Like spoke to a guy who's from Victoria. Like moved there for mining and stuff. And yeah. it was, you know, like super intelligent, lovely, sweet dude. That thing, it wasn't like everyone. No, no. It was just like few no, characters, a lot of really nice and then people a there. lot of genuinely really lovely yeah. people who are like so grateful and excited that we were there. They're like, "What are you doing in our town?" Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, yeah. Some people just like leave. Like now, like oh, I'm stuck here. Don't do it. I'm like. <laughs> So like, trust me, brother. I've it's got like a time I've got flights booked out of here. I'm yeah. not staying. <laughs> it's time. Wait, it's so weird. I had like th- two or three people come up to me like on the dance floor and just go, "Blakey, Corowa." I was like, "What?" And he's, they were like, "Oh, I'm from Corowa." How do you find yourself growing up in Corowa and then all of a sudden living in Kalgoorlie of all places? I have no idea whatsoever. And then I get a message. And for those who don't know, like the regional town that Blake grew up in, Corowa, is on the other side of the country. Australia's quite big to this regional town. And you're you're there have 7,000 people in the town that you grew up in. And then I get a message this morning. It's like, hey, Blake, I'm not sure if you remember me from Corowa, but I used to babysit you and Nathan. My friend was raving about your opening act last night in Kalgoorlie. I live here now. I'm spewing I didn't see you. Oh, what? Yeah. That's another one. Too. That's the one thing you got heaps of shit about at the pub. He kept on calling it Calgory on stage. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I just didn't, chose not to say anything. And so many people brought it up after. They're like, <laughs> oh, did you have fun in Calgory, Blake? <laughs> but they're, they're, but I, I respect them because at least like they all say it for 15 minutes on stage and they'll tell me afterwards. It's not like when you get up in lawn session and you go, Launceston, what's going on? Now? It's fucking Launceston, yeah. cunt. <laughs> Get it right. That's true. They were so respectful and lovely. Oh, yeah, great. nice people. Speaking of respectful and lovely, are you ordering food on yeah, Uber yeah. Eats right now, Blake? Yep. <laughs> what are you ordering? Um, I got I got pizza, but do you know what I also just got? Just got a fucking. You'll be pretty chuffed with this. <laughs> it says it says this is this is the weirdest cross branding I've ever seen in my life. Congratulations, your food order unlocked a fourteen day free trial of Ancestry.com. Start exploring millions of records and connect to a deeper family story. Wow. So it's insane that like a fucking a margarita pizza and a garlic bread can probably connect me to my great-grandmother from the 1840s. <laughs> Mate, I'm just looking up at that affirmation on the wall. It was right. Good things are coming. <laughs> Good things are coming. <laughs> Good things uh, come to those who wait 25 to 30 minutes for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I, I got a DM from a BLT head regarding, and I know I've moved past it uh, content-wise, yeah. but I want to circle back just very quickly. I got a great single dad meal. No, you've brought up something perfect because I was just about to say, I, I think I needed to, I wanted to bring up myself. Some of the BLT head correspondence in my Instagram DMs, I just want to, I've had a really good series dig through and I've found some very interesting things that are going on with our audience, but I want you to start with this one. And it feels fitting being in a single dad house, talking about a yes. single dad meal. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so this is from Louise. Uh, my boyfriend has the most single dad meal I've ever heard of. He used to have meatballs and mash and gravy, but apparently his dad could not cook for shit. And to make it more fun, he used to use food dye making all of this. So every night they had a different color of potato mash. So like... No, like the dad was just serving green potatoes and purple potatoes and red <laughs> potatoes, like just to spice up the meal because he only had one dish. 
So to make it look different. <laughs> it's like tr- trying to trick the kids. And he'd be like, the kid would be like, Dad, this is the same. He'd be like, no, it's not. Last night you had blue. Yeah. <laughs> He's just gaslighting his He's kids. Like, every these night. are orange potatoes, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and this one's a bit, I don't know if I should share it, but. Oh, oh, she's sure. put it in. Also, my boyfriend's childhood was wild. His stepmom at that time was an absolute crackhead and stole an aquarium. <laughs> what? As what? in like a fish tank or an entire aquarium? <laughs> Melbourne Aquarium's under siege. Crackheads have taken over Melbourne Aquarium. They have seized control of the shark tank. <laughs> That'd be a great meth. episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There is now meth. The starfish are addicted to opiates. Yeah, they're like, hey, um, like people trying to pitch their small business. And they're like, I'll give you fucking... Uh. <laughs> they just start, one, they one. start rolling in a shark tank. They're like, I, don't, I think you guys got the wrong idea. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we do not... Sharon, we fucked up, love. Yeah. We're asking for um, $400,000 for the uh, 10% stake in our company. I'll give you a packet of M&Ms and a fucking shardy. But yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. Thanks very much for that submission. Yep. The <laughs> colourful potatoes is sad. <laughs> that is so oh. shit. Man, I had someone send me a reel. Someone sent me a reel on Instagram in the dance and was like, yeah, here's a single dad meal courtesy of uh, this, this reel. And it was the most Australian bloke I've ever seen talking about like jaffles. And he, like, got two pieces of bread, put – it was just, like, s'mores in bread. He put marshmallows and chocolate chips inside the bread, put it in the jaffle thing. Didn't even put it in, like, a jaffle machine that you, like, plug into the wall. He had, like, one of those old school, like, steel fucking trap things that he put in the fire and then cooked it in the fire. And he was like, yeah, this is real fucking sweet. Oh, and he's just hoeing into it. This is what real sweets taste like. It's like that does not look like real sweets, brother. The man, like a, a s'mores Jaffa, mm. Jaffle would be bussin'. I agree. That did look pretty good. Um, here's some of the correspondence I've had in my DMs from the BLT heads. Now, a lot of the time, we've said this before, we'll, we'll put things to, to you guys, to the listeners, to send us in, you know, your who's the weirdos, some of your stories, things we've talked about in the pod. Um, and it's always great to get, get in touch with you guys. Now, some of the things I receive are a little bit out of the blue. And, I, and I'm, again... Thankful for every BLT. I'm just going to give you a bit of a sampler of what I've what's been going on in my DMs. Uh, this was from just after the episode that came out a couple weeks ago, where the microphone and the cord was super cooked, <laughs> and I had to. I spent like five hours trying to fix the audio, and it still sounded super messed up. This just says, "Bro, what's wrong with the latest fucking podcast audio? Sounds like you recorded it with a Geiger counter in the basement of Chernobyl." <laughs> It did, to be fair. It that was really one episode did. that was rough. Almost unlistenable, but the content was so good. I had to put it out. Couldn't skip a week for the BLT head, sorry. This is another one that I almost didn't understand. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, hi, Tyler. I was just listening, to the, just listening to the latest BLT. Figured you might enjoy my photos from Kiss World in Las Vegas from earlier this year <laughs> with a bunch of photos of Kiss World from Las Vegas. Taken, I'm assuming earlier this is year. Is that like the band? Because we're talking about Kiss. Yeah, Kiss played yeah. the grand final. And a they have like an ago. exhibition in they Las must. Vegas. Yeah, but it was a six slideshow to look through, and I did look through it, and it was awesome. He was right. I did. I did look at it. Now this one comes too, which I think is great. Uh, this is a great story, and this is um, I'm going to apologize in advance. This BLT head, uh, your loyalty has not gone unappreciated. Howdy, Tyler. Just thought I would add something to talk about in the podcast, such as embarrassing things happening at work. 
For example, I listen to the podcast every shift. This job I have is cleaning once a week. I have never met the manager and they have never seen how I clean. Dodgy as fuck, I know, but it's an army cadets, so surely nothing will go wrong. So one day I'm cleaning and I'm listening to the podcast and I've walked into a room. The manager is sitting there. We both locked eyes with dead silence and the podcast is going its hardest with the naughty magazine part playing. Or oh, is this the episode with Alex? <laughs> we did an episode with Alex Malinkovich where he bought a porno mag from a petrol station and we read excerpts in great detail, exactly from the magazine. Wait, he's ripping the pod out loud. Out loud at work oh, and man. has walked into the manager's office and has made eye contact with the manager they've never met before with us reading the excerpts from the petrol station porno mag. <laughs> Get some headphones. <laughs> And then she goes on to say, I've just had to introduce myself with the podcast starting it off for me. (laughs) Now in the present, I don't have that job anymore. Don't stress though. I was going to leave anyways, but you guys made it way easier. (laughs) You're welcome. Yep. That is, that was it. I'm sorry. Firstly, I apologize, but it's good to see that we are helping the people in some way. Yeah. If you want uh, to get out of a job or to feel uncomfortable around your boss, pretty much scroll to a random point on any episode. Well, actually, no. Sh- why don't we just provide something for the people right now if they want to get out of a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> press play on this bit of audio. You ready? I'm going to count down and then you guys just hit play. You ready? <clears throat> Three, two, one. Yeah, it's really easy uh, to separate the artist from the art with Michael Jackson, I feel. <laughs> yeah. All right, do you want to do, do one? What about just something blatantly smutty? Like- yeah, okay, let's do You do, uh, you do one now. Ready? <laughs> Three, two. Contrary to popular belief, I think dick cheese kind of taste. It's kind of tasty. <laughs> like, nom, 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 nom. It, de- it depends, oh. you know, like what biscuit you pair it with. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Do I have to do it now? Yeah. No, I, um. I personally prefer when my smegma congeals and I can uh, bl- <laughs> grate it onto my pa- like parmesan cheese under pasta. I just want to actually apologise to your mum for that one. <laughs> I, I know she doesn't like it when we do smutty no, content. But, gonna- but I was just doing that, Julie, just, just to like, you know to help out our listeners get fired from their jobs. Yeah, exactly. So. We had a duty. Duty of care to our listeners. All right, Blakey, you got one? Uh, wait, wait, let me count you down, but do you have one? I've, yeah, I've got one. I've okay. got one ready to go. Okay. Three. Three, two. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the pod. Um, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, the woke left mob have come at me with some accusations that are pretty, pretty, vi- pretty, you know, pretty heinous, I think. But um, yeah, I, I just want to say everything was consensual, and um, and yeah, so uh, thank you so much for your support. And uh, cancel culture will rule the day that uh, they tried to mess with Blake Pavey. <laughs> so on. essentially, what you've just done is tricked people into thinking you're listening to Ben Shapiro or something. Yeah, I, I w- my inspiration was more Russell Brand's post-allegation <laughs> podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like a day before he was like, Good and there are some heinous allegations about to come out against me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the things he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, so pick whichever three you want to do, depending on the vibe of your boss. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to be like there. a real grim boss. Like if you see that last one, he might oh. be like, oh, what are you listening to? It sounds interesting. <laughs> You're like, oh. Promotion. Maybe I should leave. <laughs> Do you want to hear some correspondence I've had in my DMs from this one particular gentleman over the past couple of days? Sure, absolutely. Just, there has been, there's, there is in this conversation, one, two, three, four, just four messages, right? Yep. And um, 
is probably the funniest DM encounter I've had. He's just been messaging me nonstop saying, hey, mate, has anyone told you you look unbelievably similar to Bobby Lashley, the WWE wrestler? Do you? That is what Bobby Lashley looks like. <laughs> he is a six-foot-eight African-American hunk. <laughs> no, it's uncanny. And then I put the video of the dog up in at the server area, and he doesn't – no relation to the story. He just goes, hey, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and then I go and then I go finally someone notices the resemblance mate and then he just takes it he just t- he just turns the conversation in a completely different direction he just goes no problems mate any chance we can get Luke fucking kid gay off the potty for cursor possibly renamed to BKT bacon ketamine tomato that's good stuff yeah <laughs> Dude. I would I would actually love to uh, get off the pod <laughs> yeah. for that episode because I want to listen to that as a fan. Blake Tyler and Cursor. Oh, dude, we should be, we should line that up somehow. Yeah. How do you get the nickname we call you though? Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> what a weird nickname to provide. It doesn't even rhyme with Kitchell. That's bizarre. Uh, well, anyway, it's good to stay connected to our. Uh, it's a really sacred thing. The, the thing we have between the connection we have between podcasts and listener, isn't it? Yeah, I agree, man. How's this one I got? Just in the DM. This, by the way, is completely unrelated to the story I put up. <laughs> it was a just reply, in my message reply. request. We were went to the super pit in Kalgoorlie. Yes. It's like the big mine. It's just yes. a massive hole in the ground. And I'm just kind of going like, oh, yeah, it's a big pit. And someone just goes, why do I feel like you have the hairiest butt crack? <laughs> and who said this? Ma- what? Marti- Martinez. Yeah. Martinez can confirm. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of the things where like people are like, well, why don't creators open their DMs? Because then you do and you're like, that's enough for today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Pretty good. Oh, um, do we shall we talk about the most wholesome tour moment that's ever happened today? What? At the servo. Oh, the dog? The dog. Dude, the dog. What a good boy. Yeah. He was the goodest boy. Yeah, that was a good boy. That was a very good boy. There was a guy at the servo, I guess, filling up. He had a motorbike with a sidecar. And then we quickly realized the sidecar is just for his dog. Dude, and the cutest dog. It was like one of those real, like, fluffy. He was, wasn't too big. wasn't too small. He was a very good boy. He was sitting just so patiently yeah, as we went he in. Was the waiting, guy he was waiting. Like filling up, cleaning up some stuff on the back of the bike. Yeah. And the dog, no, no leash, just sitting there watching thing. And then the guy gets ready to leave and the dog's got like big flappy ears, but like the ears going down so low, he kind of looked like a dog version of Garth from Wayne's World. Like <laughs> it looked like he had a mullet. He had like long curly hair. Yeah. yeah. And then they put these goggles on him like for the road so he doesn't get like the wind in his yeah, eyes. Yeah, and it was clearly not his first rodeo because he was so keen for the goggles to and go on. And he was wearing like yeah. a, a puffer as well. Yeah, yeah, he looks dripped out, I can dude. just imagine the old dude on the road just like, hey, buddy, should we put on some tunes? What about some Bohemian Rhapsody? And then with that, not even in, not even barking, he just becomes human. He just goes, good call. <laughs> It but reminded then, me of like in the Peanuts cartoons when Snoopy would fly around his little plane. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, that's looks like a then, cartoon. Uh, but then Meg uh, goes past and she's like, oh my God, he's so cute. That's awesome. And then the guy who's like, just he's cleared his butt fueling up and he just goes, yep. 
Uh, mean old mate here, he's done 7,000 kilometres the past two months. Whoa! <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? And he just looks over, the dog looks over, he looks so proud of himself. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> he looks pretty chuffed. It yeah. was so cute, man. And like, I, that's what I love about Australia is I put that on my story, just filmed the dog like with yeah. the goggles on, just chilling in the sidecar because it looked awesome. You know, yeah. put an ACDT track over it. Easy. Because it was the toughest dog I've ever seen. And... All the replies are just like, so many people, I reckon like three or four people message me just like, oh yeah, I saw this dog like two weeks ago. <laughs> like <laughs> so he the, gets around. Yeah, because like clearly oh, this guy's an ambassador. This dog is trip. the Ned Brockman of the dog world. <laughs> <laughs> just doing trips across the Nullarbor. Yeah. It was so sick. Yeah, and then someone said, that's my dad. I don't I have no idea if, if it can be verified or not. Yeah. Dude, that'd be crazy if it was. Damn. But yeah, it's just touring regionally is something else. Like today we ticked off another big thing that I didn't even know existed until it was in my eye line. Uh, the big camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. what was that? I think man? it was just a camera museum. Uh, I don't want to throw shade, but uh, this we went to, we pulled up to stop for a pee break and we see this place called the big camera. It was a big SLR camera, like one of the ones from like the 60s and 70s. And it was like a camera museum. And I was like, this will be hype. We can stop here and have a wander in. And so I, we get out of the van and we sprint. And I'm sprinted ahead of the group towards the camera museum. I slide the door open to go in. And there is no way that was a camera museum. Most liberal usage of the term museum. I'll tell you tell you that right now. Maybe if you're super into cameras, like they probably just have old cameras there. No, dude. A 80-year-old man turned his rumpus room into a camera on the outside and left everything in there that he probably has played with <laughs> since the 60s. It was a terrifying thing. And I shut the door and walked out. And I was like, we have to leave. This is terrifying. And as we're walking away, we're taking photos with the camera and this little old man pops out and he goes, it looks better from the other angle over there. <laughs> And we were like, ah! Again, definitely a ghost. Yeah. The guy doesn't exist. Dude, yeah. it's crazy how we've how many shared hallucinations we've had on this tour. <laughs> Six of us. Oh, yeah. man. But he had a point. I got a photo from the other side. It's a good angle. <laughs> this guy does know his cameras. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't things. know how a place like that just stays in operation. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly getting like, up. He's up every dude, day. He's opening nine to five and... We go through these towns, and granted, today was a Saturday, but like, so it's the thing. This is the difference between country towns and cities, I guess. Is Saturdays everything's busy in the city because like people have their day off, so like, oh, let's do something on Saturday. So it's like there's events on and there's people on public transport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saturdays is, is a busy day, right? Yeah, definitely. But you go through these towns on like on weekends. There's no, there's no one. We went through like six towns, didn't see a single human mm. and you walk through and it's kind of eerie and they, they look like, you know, when you go to Sovereign Hill as a kid, like, yeah, I mean, well, people, not everyone, not everyone. Well, <laughs> Sovereign Hill was like, it's like a reenactment of the Eureka stockade when they found gold in the gold rush. Yeah, in it's Melbourne. like an old gold rush town. Like yeah. 1830s. It's kind of like a gold rush theme park. If you were like, you and do all like the gold staff, panning. Yeah. They got gold yeah. panning. All the staff are dressed up in the old time and they talk like they're old timey and, and stuff like Oh, like welcome. Welcome students. to Sovereign Hill. You're looking for, looking to make your fortune. Are you young man? Yeah. And you're like, what the? But every one of these towns, it's like a non, it's like, it's like, it's like the same thing. But you don't have to pay. And then yeah. they'll just be like a modern Australia post. Yeah. And that's Do you need something wild, actually? Just thinking about Sovereign Hill. When I was in grade three, we went on an excursion to Sovereign Hill. So how old are you in grade three? Like I was like nine. And uh, like my best friend at the time, 
um, and I, we, you know, in the morning, I don't know why my mum used to do this. Well, she's, I'm about to cop the angriest text from her after she hears this episode, but <laughs> we used to go on school excursions. <laughs> What's new? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used to go on school excursions and in the morning, mum would be like, all right, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Don't spend that much of it. And I'd be like six, like 50 bucks. This is the most money I've ever seen in my life. What do you, what am I meant Have to do? Have you told this on the pod already? What? The Sovereign Hills. Oh, but I've definitely heard it, but I feel like you you told me on my couch one day, which means I feel like I heard it on the pod. I don't think I told it on the pod. Okay, yeah, go go then. Go. If I have, we'll just cut this whole yeah. thing. It's fine. Um, anyway, she goes, don't spend it. And I was like, okay. And then we go to Sovereign Hill and we're like having, you know, being shown around the place and there's like a gift shop. And we're in the gift shop and I remember seeing like, <laughs> like a replica made wooden police baton for like forty eight ninety nine, <laughs> and I'm like that fucks so hard and it also falls into my budget yes that is a must cop item so I like didn't eat lunch my friend and I didn't eat lunch both of us went back to the shop like the souvenir shop like around lunch timing or whatever it was we both bought like two nine-year-olds buying two wooden police batons <clears throat> the old timey guy at the souvenir shop was like, be careful boys, have fun with this one. <laughs> we just said, thank you, sir. We take him. And then I remember going back down to where everyone's panning for gold and him and I are just fucking hitting each other with these heavy wooden batons going, ah, and like bruising each other. And one of the teachers comes over and goes, boys, where'd you get that from? We're like, oh, we bought him. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, I got the receipt. And he's like, oh, oh, well, I better hold on to these to the end of the day and you can come back with your mum to get them when we get back to school. And he's like, oh, I'm like, okay. And so then he takes them off us and we're on the bus and we get back to school in the room and mum was waiting to pick me up. And she's like, all right, get in the car, let's go home. How was Sovereign Hill? I was like, no, no, you have to come to speak to the teacher. She's like, why? And I'm like, because he's got my police baton. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, he's got my baton. She goes, what are you talking about? And I go, he's got the baton I bought at Sovereign Hill. And she goes, where's the change? Where's the money? And I was like, oh, Jake, let's go get the baton. <laughs> Give her a dollar, you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember she walks back up to the teacher, like, all right, here you go, here's your boys' baton. Yep, no worries, thanks, Julie. And hands her the police baton and the receipt. And I reckon, I don't think I've, I think that's probably the closest she's ever come to using a police baton on someone. <laughs> because who leaves a nine year old unsupervised in a gift shop? Uh, the teachers of my primary school, apparently. Yeah, that's wild. I still I have the baton. Let us roam pretty freely around the town when we went. When you're nine? Yep. That seems wild. Yeah. Yeah, they, I was roaming free for sure. Yep. And maybe I have told it on the pod before. I don't think I have. But even if I have, listen, we've had another great tale for you. Yeah. How fun's that? Yeah, hear it again. Hear it again. Good for you. All I remember judging that bloke at the pub for his dementia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, we're like 60 episodes in, man. Come on, cut us some slack. I just start going, yeah, and no, so I had a bit of a treacherous journey to Alice Springs recently. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, next week when we try those single dad foods. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, being, uh, being in WA really reminds me of that time uh, I actually went to Sonic Girls Ceiling Fan Remote. So. <laughs> Uh, all I remember from my Sovereign, Sovereign Hill trip was um, we were panning for gold and I was standing next to my friend um, who will remain nameless. Obviously, all the gold is gone. There's not much left. They took it in the 1800s. Yeah. And uh, my friend who will remain nameless uh, did not understand that. So when he, so like 10, 15 minutes, couldn't find any gold, we were like, all right, let's go. And you know how they give you that metal, like, 
bowl thing to pan in. Yeah, yeah. He cr- he starts crying like viciously. Well, he he was crying. genuinely going there to seek his fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts crying. He's just like, this is fucking bullshit. Fucking hate this fucking. And he throws the metal fucking plate thing. And it goes flying. And he hits another girl in the face in my year group. And then he just cries. And we like, I think they like nearly took him home. <laughs> but they they put gold in it. Like they put the fake sprinkled gold yeah, the in flakes, the stream. The gold so flakes. you do get a positive experience and you get something. Because yeah. then like an old person goes, oh, what's in your pan, traveller? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Let like, me oh, place that in some water so you can reflect upon your findings later today. Yeah. yeah. Dude, those boiled lollies used to go so hard. Dude, they yeah. were slapping. The, the raspberry ones. Oh. oh Did you, you get to make them at Sovereign Hill too? Yeah. Maybe sweet. we should just go and go back to Sovereign Hill, boys. What do you reckon? Yeah. But these regional towns, they're just eerie when you drive through them. There's like, well, oh, yeah. Because you look around, you're like, what is the local economy? Like, you see houses and you're like, there's no one in them. There's always like a car in the driveway. You're like, what's the reason to live here? Like, and, and then you drive another an hour and a half with no civilization. Yeah. And you get to the next one and you're like, Okay, there's people at this one too. In a lot of towns like Kalgura, Kalgoorlie, yeah, there's like there's the mine, right? Yeah. So that's fair. That's there's the reason. There's so much Cor- reason to be Corowa, there. Uncle Toby's factory, and like the main piggery in Australia. I guess right? they're just f- they're yeah. hubs for farmers. A lot of yeah, them. Yeah, I guess. The Where thing like, is, I don't know how <clears throat> I don't know how you as a human could live without being able to access an EB game slash zing within an hour of driving. That's fucking mental. <laughs> Yeah, dude, what has the world become? Well, I think that about wraps it up. I got nothing oh, further to we say. Keep, we keep forgetting to do the format at the start. Of the <laughs> People have no idea again? who they were listening to this whole episode oh, again. That's good because if I have told that Sovereign Hill story before, the last time I told it, I was Tyler, and this time I was just a nameless podcaster. So that's all good. It's like yeah. two different people. All right, would you like to kick us off, Blake? Okay, uh, my name is Blake. And I am the the basket case of BLT. Oh, okay. My name is Luke, uh, and I'm the leprosy of BLT. My name is Tyler, and I'm the time to go to Bunnings, buy a bag of concrete, and harden <laughs> the fuck up of BLT. Congratulations, you're hired. <laughs> You can now sell Nintendo yes. Switch games to nine-year-olds. Yeah. Awesome. He, he has to change his shirt. He's like, go to EB Games, get a Minecraft voucher and harden the fuck up. <laughs> it was so cool, actually, in Kalgoorlie, just seeing so many grown-ups just IRL Minecrafting every day. When we went to the pit, it was wild. I was like, guys, you know you can do this on your PC. It'd be much cheaper, cheaper and easier. And there's way less flies. It's not as hot. Yeah, dude, he hella flies. Anyway, we're getting we're getting back on. Anyway, that's the biggest hole I've ever seen, man. And I know we can do a lot of cheap jokes about holes, which I've already done on my Instagram story, and you know. But um, in all sincerity, God, it was big, gaping, large. The trucks look so small. I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. Looks small. You're not used to seeing things that are small every time you look down in the shower. This Uber Eats driver's not moving. <laughs> I forgot. The, I forgot you ordered half and 25 to 35 turns minutes Turns out ago. good things are not coming. No. No, good things are not. How long to go? Uh, it's, it said it was going to arrive at 9.52 and that's now bumped up to 10.10. 10. 
The store closes at 10. Yeah, you're not getting your food, <laughs> you're not getting your food. All right, so. guys. We'll see. We'll check back in with Blake and see if he got his margarita pizza next time. Thanks for tuning in. Um, um, stay curious and keep exploring. <laughs> and good, good remember the good coming. things are coming. Good things are coming. <laughs> yeah. good things are coming. All right, guys. Hit the outro. Uru. Uru.